Hi everyone and welcome back to Paranormal Film. Today, me and Ollie are bringing you a review of Gran Turismo. Um, Gran Turismo. Because feeling very, very special. We got to see it early yesterday. <laughs> um, not through any sort of like notoriety means. No, let's 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 roll with it. We we, yeah, got, should, we, should got we just say that we got we were invited. Yeah, we got oh, to meet a Spice Girl. We had to smile at them awkwardly. Just... Yeah, yeah. David Harbour. Oh, yeah. Everyone was there. Yeah, yeah. People kept on getting Adam mixed up with David Harbour because they yeah. very much got the same vibe. Yeah, they were just like, "Come on, you know." We need to escort you in. We know yeah. the VIPs. I loved you in the Green Hornet. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, th- this is a weird one in that we released it, because we kind of mentioned this yesterday, Ollie. So, mm. um, it's apparently, so it's been released over here in the UK next Friday, as we record this, or the 11th. Um, so, a full week out, which is always nice, you know, to get a review out early. But then, because of the writer's strikes, it's actually not being released in America until the 25th of August. So it's, yeah. It, but apparently it is going to get a limited release in the, in the in the States from next week. So take that as what you will. Well, I'm not I'm not questioning the writer's strikes. I think they should be, you know, it would be hypocritical of me as a teacher to complain about a profession striking. However, I, I question how that has affected this. This movie's done. It's written. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. In. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this, this I don't know I don't know how the strikes affect it. Unless it's Hollywood desperately trying to spread out the films. I don't know if it's more the actors strike in that they then can't send Harbour and Blue. Oh, are the editors are the editors striking as well? No, actors. Oh actors. Well, but it, Oh, I think it means that they can't do like the promo and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if that's more, more to do with. I mean, your boy Neil Blomkamp, he'll go and do it. He'll go and talk to people. Yeah, he's still got that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's. Because then not got ev- much... every interview would end with, so District Ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are the prawns, Neil? Oh yeah. So Gran Turismo. Neil, um, you can't say that word. <laughs> biographical sports drama according to Wikipedia um, directed by as we mentioned Neil Blomkamp who you may know from District 9 from Chappie from Elysium um, from his long gestating alien film that he wants to do which I don't think is actually happening at this point um, and it says that it is inspired by the true story of Jan Mardenborough a teenage Gran Turismo player aspiring to be a race car driver. Now, we'd seen everywhere that it was based on a true story. We both questioned it. You give it a quick Google. Jan Maldenburg is an actual person. Now, reading up on it... Read through his wiki. It's, it looks like the film is obviously like taking some dramatic liberties, but yes. at the same time, yeah, it's probably real. So it says that in 2011, he participated in the GT Academy, which the Mm -hmm. film mentions. The film brings up the GT Academy. He beat 90,000 other entrants and won the competition. Um, And the prize was winning a drive with Nissan at the Dubai 24-hour. And he he scored third in his class. So there are things that have changed in terms of the film story. So we get Jan... Um, you know, one of the first things that happens in the film is that he's just had a delivery of his nice new 
uh, steering wheel that he can play Gran Turismo yeah, with. Yeah, he's, he's, he's bleeding stuff. money from his job. What What do you think that shop is that he works at? Does it, is, is I was waiting for like a TK Maxx sign on his bag, yeah. but then it's a very small, it's a much smaller shop. And it looks a bit, it's almost like a Debenhams. Yes, yeah, it Could is. Be a Debenhams, and I think, because, um, was Debenhams still about in 2015? That's the question. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, and, this, and he grew up in Wales as well, and he grew up in a very um, interesting part of Wales where not a single person had a Welsh accent. No, no, they don't. No, they it's don't. that it's that beautiful view of the UK that everyone just sounds the same. Yeah, everyone sounds the same. I, I remember seeing, I, like, I remember seeing this TikTok from Americans of all people um, criticizing the way we pronounce certain words, and it was in particular Italian words. And she's there going, like, pasta. It's like, no, it's pasta. No. Pasta. Like, um, yeah. So, basically, so, you know, he's working, he's doing a sort of, you know, a standard job. He's 19 years old, you mm-hmm. know, he's probably just finished. Having a conversation off. with a Razzie winner. We'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Now, there's two Razzie winners, remember. There's his, I'm, I'm going to look up his name. I'm, I'm going we'll to assume to, it's his name. We'll get to them. Right. Um, yeah, so then basically what happens is, um, because he spends time in a what looks to be it, they refer to it as a video game cafe, but that is the biggest calf I've ever seen in my life. Six space, I want to go with that. It's it's like a huge sort of like event space. My favorite thing is that it spends all of this time, like, like, well, not all this time, but it spends. Decent amount of time at the beginning talking about how he set up his own rig at home. Yeah, and then he doesn't and then he's use got his to own do rig. the competition on some random rig in this man in this massive warehouse space. That's what I. Th- that's initially what I thought. In that you see him take delivery of this new steering wheel that he's got. He plugs it in, and then when it comes to him actually competing in the race that gets in the space in the GT Academy. He doesn't use the new rig that he's got. He uses the one that they've got set up at this calf place um, mm. with his dodgy mate. Um, now, one of the things that sort of took us initially is um, he sits down at the table to eat. Now, we'd already met his dad, played by the mighty Juan Hunsu, um, and his brother. And then all of a sudden, the camera turns, and I turn to you, and I go, is that Jerry Halliwell? Is that Jerry Halliwell playing his mum? It actually is Jerry Halliwell. Right, so Georgia has a bit of input here, actually, as a massive, as someone who really does enjoy spicing up her life, as it were. uh, Jerry Halliwell is massively into her racing. Oh! As a little interesting little side nugget, Jerry Halliwell is, like, mad into racing and he's a huge fan of racing. So it probably was some attempt at an Easter egg for yeah. like times that she's been seen at Silverstone, at Le Mans, at the Nuremberg Ring, and places like that. Look at me just rattling up a couple of places. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, it does not make up for, however, unequivocally one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen in a film. Oh, if... <laughs> like because I was worried that I was being harsh, <laughs> and I'd look, and then I'd look over at you, and you were like tacking yourself laughing anytime she <laughs> delivered a line like because you've, just... um, you've got you've um, got what's it da, 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 Archie Ma- uh, Madekwe, Madekwe. Yeah. 
I'm going to assume his name is pronounced. Very I, I solid was... central performance. Yeah, he's in C. He's in Midsummer as well. Is he? This isn't even his big break. I, mean, oh. like, I looked at it. So C, that thing with Jason Momoa where everyone's blind. I'm pretty sure I recognise him as the kid who's the only guy you can see in this weird post-apocalyptic world. Right, yeah. Um, what else? But yeah, he's in Midsummer as well. Okay. I, I don't see Midsummer, so I wouldn't have recognised So you've got him, very, very good actor. You know, a little bit raw, but he's young and he, mm-hmm. you can tell he's going to be great. Uh, Gmon reminding us all that, no, he's got dramatic chops. He doesn't just have to be the angry, shouting guy. It's just that he's very good at being the angry. Some sincere emotional moments in the film come from the relationship between those two. Yeah, he's incredible, Gmon, in this. And then you've got Jerry Halliwell, just... Oh, these lentils are lovely, aren't they? But I said to you twice, and you had the same response to me when I said, I'm so surprised that she's in it because it's not mentioned anywhere in any of the marketing. And you were like, no, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I reckon there's a reason they haven't mentioned her in the marketing. At all, it's because they've looked at it in the final cut and been, oh Jesus, it's rough. It's rough. People. Georgia is doing a producer role. Jerry Halliwell, because I realised this, she wasn't called. She wasn't credited as Jerry Halliwell, was she? Well, in on Wikipedia it says Halliwell, and then in the starring bit on the side it says Halliwell Horner. Halliwell Horner, because she's married to Christian Horner, the team principal of the Red Bull Racing Formula One team. So they've gone for gravitas. They've gone for yes. the sort of yeah. They like they've got they they've given they've they've gone right. We need Jerry Halliwell in here because she knows a lot about racing and she's in that world. So who can she play? I know. How about his mum who doesn't know a damn thing about racing? Yeah, and isn't Welsh because no one's Welsh. She could have been. She could have played. She could have been a sort of female counterpart to Jack Sotter. Like, you know, or something Maybe like that. Maybe not Jack, because I think that world is still kind of sexist, but I can imagine it being like an executive at Nissan. Danny? Mm. Mm? Yeah. Yeah, counterparts of Danny. Yeah. Played um, by... Yeah. So, so basically, mm. the sort of, the, the premise of how they set up the tournament in the, in the, in the film, this all happens very quickly, and we both sort of said to each other, this happens very, very quickly. In the Orlando Bloom's character of Danny Moore, who is a marketing executive, goes to Nissan and he goes to it's basically Tokyo, I think it is. Yeah. And he stands in front of a very empty auditorium of executives and says, I want to do this thing, which is basically we're going to get the fastest lap times of GT drivers and we're going to put them in an actual in a race. And then those that win can go on and qualify for this academy where we will then put them in an actual race car and have them drive for Team Nissan. And one guy asks a question, and he goes, I don't think it's going to work. And then as Orlando Bloom is leaving the place, someone stops him and says, the board have just met. We like your idea. We're going for it. Within, like, 30 seconds of it. Yeah, like, there's no cool-off time whatsoever. I, I, I appreciate it. Like, it's... It's a necessary plot device. You're not interested in waiting the two weeks with him while he waits for a decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just but trying to speed things rapid. Up. However, why you can't just have him, like, even in his hotel room receiving a phone call? Or even just have the guy in the in the meeting just sort of go, this is a really good idea. We and why wasn't it in just, like, a normal conference room? Yeah, it was, like, it was like a literal, like, Steve Jobs lecture hall type thing. Yeah. Um, 
And then you get a sort of similar thing happen with David Arbour's character of Jack Salter, where basically Orlando Bloom's character, Danny Moore, wants to find somebody to train up these basically rookie drivers. And, you know, you, you can tell that he's been doing it a while because he's got his notepad and he's got his list and the last name on the list is Jack. Yeah, he's tried everybody else, you know. Game to me. <laughs> this is the last one. So he rings Jack and basically Jack says, no, doesn't want to do it. Or he meets Jack and Jack says, no, that doesn't want to do it. Because Jack is currently working as um, uh, an engineer mechanic on a very arrogant, arrogant driver's team. Um, Nicholas Kappa, bit of a, a narrative device. I looked him up, he's not real, yeah. Um, but he's he's your sort of prototypical, as you referred to him, 80s protagonist. Oh, yeah, he's Ivan Drago's son, or yes. at this point. He what even looks a bit Ivan Drago. What did we say? Drive and Drago, Drive and Drago, yeah. Drive and we, Drago, we were quite proud of that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so basically, I, don't forget his dad as well. Like he, even um, the guy playing his dad, Thomas Kretschmann, he was like the go-to. Like we need a charismatic kind of daddy vibes, handsome man to play an, yeah, yeah, an yeah. evil German. Yeah. Let's get Thomas Kretschmann. In. That's who we've got instantly off the bat. Yeah. Um, so basically, so I you know, <laughs> yeah. Jack sits around. Um, he's refused this job. They all sit around at this really fancy restaurant having a meal. And, I know. I loved it. Like, did you did you know that Subtle has a silent B in it? Because they're really trying to get across the idea that this kid's from a different world, from our Yan, and this is why we shouldn't say. like him because he's a rich kid, but still give us all your monkey. Like, um, and basically, <laughs> he has a little bit of a tiff with the driver. Um, the driver sort of says, "You need to know your place because you're just a mechanic." Jack gets a fair point. He that gets up. Place to say it, even if you wanted to get that opinion across. A Michelin yeah. star restaurant is not the place to say it. <laughs> no, he gets up. He walks out of the restaurant. He rings Orlando Boyman and he says, "All right, I'll do it." <laughs> it's very quick. It's very yeah. quick. There's um, no beating around the bush with it, is there? No. So then, naturally, we, we did skip the... over. Although it, there's plenty of opportunities to come back to it. A cliche I have not seen in a film in a very long time, and this film does it at least five times where you can hear the song playing at full volume yeah you know it's, it's the soundtrack to the film and then a character takes off their headphones oh yeah. Yeah, quiet. yeah 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 it yeah. genuinely does it like five yeah. times in yeah. this film doesn't it we can't have crazy train we can't have paranoid, paranoid. Not we can't crazy have train. no crazy train happens first it's not Crazy Train. No, cra- listen, he listens to Crazy Train first and then he listens to Paranoid later on. It's not the same song. It's not. He don't, crazy Train didn't appear in this film. It's Crazy Train, I'm telling you. Because, it's it's, because it, the whole point is he's listening to Black Sabbath. That's not a Black Sabbath well, song. Well, that's why, where I went. Well, hang on a minute. That's not a Black <laughs> Sabbath song. You we'll agree to, to disagree. Anyway. We'll agree to disagree. Right? <laughs> anyway, he's listening to Ozzy Osbourne in some form or fashion. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you hear it, and then it's in his headphones, you know. Enya, you hear it, and then it's in his headphones. G, you hear it, and then it's in his headphones. It happens all the time. Um, so they, they move on to the academy. Now, the thing that I didn't understand about the academy, and I don't know whether you picked up on this, is that when he won the race, um, with the other Razzie act winner, potential winner, his um, name is friend, Nicole go on. Palmer. Nicole like Palmer. 
he genuinely sounded like a six former who would won a competition to be in this film. Sorry, Nickel. Like there was wasn't the one line. It was like as certain as a as certain as a pile up on the M4. Bad example. Yeah, but he it, it said bad example really quickly. Yeah, like it wasn't even allowed time, time to, say... to rest for him to realize what he'd said. Yeah, I, I I think that was the point I turned to you and I was like, really, that's the best take of that line that's they got. The best take, yeah. That that was the best take. Like, wow. Um. Yeah, so they, they, you know, they go on to the academy, and the point of the race is that he's apparently now beaten everyone else who got the best lap time in Europe. But then when they get to the academy, there's another British guy there, there's a Spanish person, there's somebody from France, and it's like, well, there's how a German, is he the best an Argentinian, in America. How is he the best in Europe if all of these other Europeans are still on the, the academy? Yeah, I didn't. I imagined that. that it I was might too have been distracted like, by. Palmer just like screaming at him like he's his pit crew. Wow! Come on, yeah. punch it! It's like, how do you know what you're talking about? Shut up! Shut but up! Then, I mean, I feel like we've been fairly critical so far, but I feel like everything that we've sort of mentioned, so the really rushed exposition and all that. I would maybe not everything that we've mentioned. The I actually appreciated the rushed exposition. Well, but my point being is because it gets us to where we want to be very, very quickly. Mm. In that we get the sort of speedy, we're in a training program, you know, we're, we're sort of cutting the fat, we're trimming the fat, in that there's 10 of us, we're going to bring us down to five, we're then going to have a race, and then the winner of that race becomes the person who then goes on and does all mm. these fantastic Grand Prix and all that kind of stuff, namely being... You Even though they establish later that two of them still go on to have like okay racing careers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what one one craps the bed at Lamont, don't they? But you know, we'll leave yeah, but... um yeah, so I mean you, you can sort of see where it's going in that I don't feel like there was any jeopardy in Jan being the person that was gonna pursue and carry on and go and do all these other races. Well it's already been marketed as that, hasn't it? Yeah, like... yeah. So maybe the marketing is telling you too much at that point. Yeah. There are and it's little are... things like because I get what they're trying to get across with Gran Turismo especially, but it is just a gate. Like I'm sorry, there is no way that Jan would have known that the... Uh, this probably wasn't a real thing. It was something they added into the film. But there is no way that he would have known from his experience with any gaming rig that the mm. brakes were glazed. Yeah. There's, like, no way. Yeah. He might know that something was up with the car because the car mm. was designed to perform. But, like, again, like, Jack makes the point. It's different when you're in a car, you're experiencing G-force, you're experiencing, you're being thrown from side to side. Unless you've got like one of those proper in a crane hydraulic to, uh, driving yeah. things, which you can get, but the whole point is they are at, the, they are at these training facilities. And just, he wouldn't, but... I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go too far into the sort of nitty-gritty of the plot no, no. and stuff. Um because there are, there are when I said about you know there's no real jeopardy in terms of him pursuing and sort of progressing on, there are elements of jeopardy later. Mm. Um, there were things that I think surprised both of us that happen. Yeah. Oh. Um, and there's a there's a very strange thing that happens with Orlando Bloom's character in that I I said to you I said it's almost like a heel turn. Yeah. In that he from turns... him and Jack at the same time, which I actually quite liked. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I think if we, if we begin to wrap up, because I'm conscious of time, because we're about to do our um, <laughs> tier list of video game movies, which you'll be able to see on the channel next week. Mm. Um, so I think solid performances from the central three, and by central three, I'm referring to um, Archie uh, Medekwi. I want to say that right. I'd say Medekwi personally, but I don't know. David Harbour and Orlando Bloom. I think solid performances there. Jumon Jumon as well. Yes. Um, Obviously, we've already mentioned the sort of drop down of Halliwell, Horner, um, Yaniko Palmer, who I think is just going to be the person that you're going to die with, um, Mm. as, as sort of mentioning. I think in terms of set pieces and action sequences, they were done really well. Long, the the actually, racing was done I, really well. It was better. It was better. There were lots of long static shots where the cars were allowed to just shoot off. Yeah. And I really liked those. There was I a lot of trying to replicate the GT camera. I love that yeah. one where it replicated the Gran Turismo camera. My favorite shot was probably, yeah, I think it literally just said, okay, you've got, he's got six seconds on you. Yeah. And then the, his car goes past, and then it, it waits the six seconds, and then Jan's car goes past. So I was like, yeah. yeah, I like that. Because it yeah. never looks that big in a racing track, and it makes you realise, like, even when it looks that close, you're miles behind and stuff like that. But, but then the there were, like... such a crucial thing as well in that, I, like, I, I, I sort of felt you enjoying that next to yeah. me, because you have that sort of awkward pause of six seconds feels a long time for you essentially to stir at nothing after a car's gone past. Yeah. So there's about, I would say about four seconds of nothing. Mm-hmm. And you and there's you just about get to the point where you go, why am I still looking at this? Yeah. Like, but did you, know, you notice so... as well when, like, ja- when Jan got into the zone and did the thing that all good drivers do in film, he just like clutch accelerator very yes. quickly. And then the race went really well. <laughs> I'm going faster now. I'm going. Oh yeah. my god! That button, that pedal makes me go faster. Why would I press in that more? Why didn't I press it in the first place? Mind you, um, he did also do like I love that maneuver at the end to get in front of Kappa, uh, where he like goes on his outside, forces him to do it, and then just cuts in on his inside. Yeah. Like that was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I, I liked the CG as well. I thought the CG was quite well done. Um, you mentioned that a plane looked like PlayStation 2 graphics. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was the point. Maybe you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they tr- if they did this on a place, not on a PlayStation, but to work on a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Like to kind of advertise it. It's like, yeah, we we kind of realized this on like PS5. How good does it look? But I thought the sort of the parts were he's racing in the game, and it feels and it looks like a car's coming around him. To yeah, position like him that. in the car, I but like then that. the sort of reverse of that were it takes him out of the car and him thinking about playing the Do game. Do you remember thinking initially that the car had just disintegrated? I thought, what's going on here? <laughs> I, and then it was like, happening? oh, that's what it's doing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think gen- generally um, it's a pretty good adaptation. It's one of the better films based on video games. I think it's because of the meta-ness of it. It's the fact yeah. that it isn't a direct adaptation of the game. It's it was quite a clever way of making a video game movie, of making yeah. get this true story based around the video game. And it is an interesting story. And it's obviously dramatized. Like, I feel like, is it Audrey or Alicia? I think she was an added character. I didn't see yeah. anything about her in Yan's um, biography. Um, 
And I remember turning to you and saying, there's the bit where they're like walking around Tokyo together. And I just turned to you and said, he wouldn't be able to move. Yeah. He's, he's a very tall black guy in Japan. He would not move. Like they would just Everyone stare at him. They'd be like him. asking him questions. They, like, they, they're not used to people that tall or that dark. <laughs> they're just not. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. And like you've got, I, I said to you, it's like it's weird that this film contains some of the worst acting I've ever seen, and especially a video, like in any film, let alone a video game film. But certainly for a video game film, some of the best. Like you oh, were yeah. quite, you were, you seemed a bit middling before, especially for Gmon and David. I thought they were excellent. Oh, I think really David Harbour they to were me excellent is, in this. Yeah, it, it, he's just a solid actor round and round, and I think mm. I'm glad that he didn't feel like he was phoning it in. You know, and that he was taking it seriously. Um, Orlando Bloom surprised me as well, to be fair, because I yeah, thought he was, he was, quite he was charismatic. trying quite hard, but I think it worked. Yeah, I just enjoyed him and David Harbour having a battle of, oh, my pop star wife's better than yours. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, much better good. than I expected it to be, and better than it had any right to be, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I like I like films that are better. I I'm always like, I always have a positive bias towards films that are better than they have any right to be. Yeah, it's like you should have been terrible and you're really not. So yeah, well I done. actually quite enjoyed you. Um, yeah. so next week, um, we're recording it straight after this, but it'll be released next week. Don't doing ruin the magic, game. Adam. I know. I do apologize. <laughs> we're doing a video game tier list, and obviously, we are going to include. Gran Turismo on that. The review is going to go out pretty much today. Um, so there'll be a good week for people to get around and watch it. Um, also coming to the channel on Monday is our top 10 crap you love list, um, which is basically crap films that we like for whatever reason and what we got, like them. That one got a bit heated, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was very interesting. Um, <laughs> towards the end, some of the hills that we were ready to die on. Um, but yeah, and then just before the release of Gran Turismo, our top 10, uh, not our top 10, our video games tier list will go out as well. Um, so check out Gran Turismo when it comes to cinemas near you. It is in the UK from next Friday, the 11th, um, and it is in the US full release on the 25th of August. Um, it's well worth giving it a look, especially if you're like us and you've sat through many video game adaptations and they've all been pretty naff. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting to a better, pay, a better stage, at least. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. And we'll see you next time.